I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Sunsport podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. Joining me is the esteemed Andy Devlin. Andy, how are you? Fine, Derek. You were at the Tony Macaroni Arena last night, Andy, to see Rangers once more post Old Firm Derby slip up again. By all accounts, a dreadful performance. How shocked were you with how poorly Rangers were in losing to Livingston? Well, having been at Ibrox also on, on Saturday for you know what was effective with the trophy presentation day. Not especially because they were they were very poor on Saturday. That came in the back of obviously losing two Hibs at Easter Road last midweek. There must be serious concerns for Mark Warburton. I yesterday wrote a blog and have have tipped him for for manager of the year purely on the basis of when I look back to the state Rangers were in and, and the basket case that he inherited. I think the transformation, certainly both on and off the field, has been remarkable. And you have to give them praise for the manner in which they have won the championship because they've done it with a bit of style and I think that was just highlighted and underlined in the way they bossed Celtic let's be honest they bossed mm. Celtic 63% possession at Hamden that Sunday which was, was absolutely fantastic you just wonder if that performance was the peak for Rangers and that, and that will be the fear for the supporters and indeed Mark Warburton who was, who was pretty ruthless in his assessment of his team's performance last night. I think he used the phrase indefensible, and it was. They managed just one shot on target all night against a 22-year-old goalkeeper in Mark McCallum. David Hopkin gave Matthew Knox, 16, he's not even 17-year-old, this is the lad that Rangers have obviously been looking at, gave him a debut. I actually think David Hopkin said it was the youngest side in, in, in Livingston's history to take the field in a competitive league match, which really speaks volumes for a, for a side Let's not forget either, you know, Livingston already consigned to a playoff fight for their own championship survival, so to, to, to go out there and put on a performance, you know, speaks volumes for the character on their side, and the question now posed is the character of this Rangers side, they've got three weeks off after Sunday, the place in Mirren. Is that too long, Andy? I mean, is Warburton going to be very worried about that? History should teach Rangers a lesson here, you, you think back to 1994 and that layoff they had before facing Dundee United mm. in the Scottish Cup final, and mm. it came back, Rangers were going for back-to-back trebles that year and were absolutely dominant throughout the, the, the domestic campaign in terms of winning the, the, the League Championship and obviously the League Cup. But when they got to hand and they had so much time off, so much time in their hands that they found it very difficult to get an edge again. And for me, that's the biggest problem. Physically, there won't be an issue in keeping the players up to speed. I, I, don't, I don't see that as being a problem. They're naturally fit anyway, professional footballers. They will train as normal. It's staying mentally attuned because it's a, it's a Scottish Cup final and bear in mind it's a hip side they're going to be up against who they've obviously beaten to the Championship title they've had the better of them this season think back to that first game of the season I did at the Easter Road the Petrified Cup when Rangers really laid down a marker with that 6-2 victory 
and it's a hip side, you know, a club that haven't won the Scottish Cup since 1902. There is a huge incentive for Alan Stubbs' men. There is absolutely no doubt that the Hibs are obviously going to have plenty of football to play in terms of playoff, you know, potentially a playoff final to get back to the top flight. So for Rangers, the, the real concern for Mark Warburton is how he keeps his players mentally attuned and switched on to the demands of, you know, getting up emotionally. For a, I mean, you shouldn't need motivated for a Scottish Cup no. final, you shouldn't, but... A three-week layoff. Human um, nature. Well, that's that. What I thought was quite, what I thought Morvan handled quite well was last week. He was posed the question, you know, in the past some teams have gone off to La Manga, whatever, you know, a bit of sun in their backs, just for a change of scenery to try and freshen things up. But Mark Warburton said himself, he says, I don't want to do that because for me, as soon as I take the players into that environment, they're in holiday mode. You know, they've seen other people decanting to the beach or whatever or you know lounging about a pool they're in holiday mode well you look at their performances over the last three games and that's got to be levelled at them you'd take them to an army camp if anything wouldn't you uh, well, as I say I don't, I don't think the um, the physical side will, will be a problem I don't I don't think keeping them you know sharp in that sense but it's match sharpness it's all well and good playing a closed door friendly against Tottenham Hotspur what kind of side are Spurs going to put out and there's not going to be that same edge that you're going to have Hibs are going to have an edge to every game they play in the run up to that final Rangers won't make the last chance Rangers have got to lay down some form of marker is Sunday away to St Mirren you know from Mark Warburton's point of view players there's, there's cup final places up for grabs players need to be putting their hand up but there was too many in that Rangers team last night Danny Wilson's struggles at the back continued for me he was really really off the pace there was a lot of fours and fives in your match, Sandy, and that, that reflected clearly what you thought of the performance. Yeah, and I don't think any you know any of the players could complain. Mark Warburton certainly wasn't making any excuses last night. Probably as brutally honest as as he could have been in his assessment of his team's overall performance. And as I say, underlined for me what, what was the fact they managed one shot and target all night. They were pretty wasteful in front of goal. Michael Hallams dragged one left to the post. Kenny Miller's done the same in the second half. But, you know, it's not as if they were laying siege to Livingston goal and the, the, the keepers had a world day and a night to, that he'll never forget. You know, it wasn't that kind of that kind of performance. There are huge questions surrounding the mental state of this, this Rangers team in, heading into the cup final. The first chance you would have got to see the, the Livy wonder kid Knox impressed? Very much so. Yeah, and it's easy to see why there are... Rangers, one of them, so many clubs interested in him. He's not yet 17. You know, very slight, very small, obviously got a lot more growing to do but so composed in the ball and it was his delivery from the free kick that Craig Halkett got between the two Rangers defenders to, to, to head what proved to be the, the winning goal. David Hopkins spoke after the game, the Livingston manager, about his desire naturally to keep him at, at, at the club. He feels he will have the backing of the board and it's one of those ones, you know, does he go to a bigger club and disappear down the reserves or would it be beneficial for the lad to continue playing you know, first team football for the next year, year and a half, whatever it may be. But certainly, he is a player that you keep 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 your eye on him because I was really the, the composure he had. You know, for a lad that's sixteen years old, as I say, the composure, his technique, it's all there. The first touch, it's all there. It'll just be you know how his body develops. Quite pacey as well. It was one in the second half. Kenny Miller just shrugged him off the ball. But I mean, that was just the you know Kenny's experience and, and and you know the physical the physicality of it all. But he'll grow and he looks a real real prospect. Rangers are going down to defeat at Livingston, and at the same time, Hibs are comfortably taking care of Dumbarton to set up you know a fascinating last day finale Hibs and Falkirk going for mm. second they're levelling points Falkirk have got a better goal difference by three Andy I mean both are at home Sunday Falkirk home to Morton Hibs home to Queen of the South 
Who would your money be on to take second place at the minute? I think Falkirk just now. I, I will give Hibs huge credit for, for the way in which they have come back in, in, in the last few weeks because after Rangers comfortably, we have to say, won the championship title, Hibs faltered again and it looked as if their entire campaign might unravel. They dug out a very, how would you put it, a, a very assured, I thought, victory over Dundee United in that first Scottish Cup semi-final. And they've, got, they've carried on from there. They've got they've got good players. You know they've got international class players. Hibs. I think reading Robert Martin's match report this morning, they'll probably rue the missed chances that they had last night because I think it could have been a lot more comfortable against Dumbarton than it actually was. They could have wiped out the goal. Yeah, they? I think they probably could have done. But I mean, as you say, Falkirk at home to Morton, you would fancy Falkirk to get a result certainly at home. Hibs as well. I mean, you certainly fancy both teams to win. Uh, it'll be interesting if Hibs get an early goal and news filters through to the Falkirk Stadium that Hibs are one up then that's where you could maybe see it getting a wee bit edgy but I mean it's brilliant it's terrific it's all to play for I was speaking to Jim Duffy last week and Jim made the point it's probably been the best championship for you know years decades even without a doubt it's so competitive and this is where you know I've mentioned it before on the podcast this is where you have to give teams like Morton and Falkirk and indeed Wraith Rovers tremendous credit mm. because initially it was well it's Hibs against Rangers in the race for the championship title which you know it probably was but Morton Wraith and Falkirk have all had a significant part to play in making it such an exciting and competitive championship next mm-hmm. season by all accounts it looks as if Dundee United will be will be involved there you know and if, if it is Falkirk that are still in there St Mirren you would expect them to rally a wee bit in the summer as well it's going to be another exciting championship next year you can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport Andy the news is emerging today of the old the potential of an old firm derby getting taken around the world Wembley Stadium in particular has been mentioned for the you know, a potential future Celtic Rangers game. Charlie Stilatano, who's the front man of the International Champions Cup, which Celtic are again competing in this summer, has, has spoken openly about his ambition to get this game together. You've got Man U versus Manchester City in Beijing in July. Realistically, can you ever see a Celtic Rangers game out with Scotland? I don't know about Wembley, man. I think the ANZ Stadium in Sydney. Derek, I don't know if you've been there. I, I'd take it there. That's terrific. I'm all for that. Or the Giant Stadium in New York, somewhere like that. Listen, that mean you should cover it. Well, exactly, exactly. No, I think it is realistic. I think it's just the way, it's the commercial nature of football, big business, money driven. And as you know, you've you've been in Australia with Celtic. You know, I've been in Australia with Celtic. I've been in America with Rangers. Likewise, yourself with Celtic in America. The global reach of both of these clubs is phenomenal. There There are supporters clubs based in every pocket of the globe. So you know, if you were to, if you were for you know, take it to, to to Sydney, Australia, or whatever, you would get the game virtually sold out. I don't I don't doubt that for a second. You only have to look at the viewing figures for that old firm game. What the 108 million people worldwide Incredible. tuned in for, for, for that for that game. For too long, people in this country have been deluding themselves that Scottish football doesn't need the old firm. That's absolute rubbish. Absolute nonsense. Scottish football needs a strong Rangers as it needs a strong Celtic. We need both of these teams competing season in, season out in Europe, making an impact in Europe, making an inroads in Europe, and obviously going at it toe-to-toe in the top flight. Once you have that, then you have a product that you're able to sell and take to a wider global audience. You know, as you say, Manchester United have done it, Manchester City have done it, Chelsea play all these showpiece games in Qatar, Doha. So th- there is absolutely no doubt that 
the opportunity for Rangers and Celtic to take this game abroad is there. And yeah, I, I, for one, I can see it definitely happening. I mean, and, and the marketing departments of, of each club as well would surely... Well, they're rubbing their hands. They're rubbing their hands. It's a great opportunity They, they are rubbing because you've got the, you know, you've not only got the ticket sales, but you've obviously got merchandise sales on top of that. You know, all, all the commercial rights that go along with it all comes hand in hand. And as we say, football, like at a lump at Derek, is, is money orientated these days. It's big business, big bucks involved. And you know why not if Manchester United can do it and if Manchester City can do it then why you know they, I don't care but you know Manchester United okay they're, they're a different entity but Rangers and Celtic have got a far greater global reach than Manchester City there's far more supporters club dotted around this planet involving Celtic and Rangers than there are Manchester City absolutely no question of that so if the teams in England can do it the, the, the problem is obviously that we don't have the the TV rights here, we don't have the money there, so the, the likes of Rangers and Celtic have to look at other avenues as potential, you know, revenue mm-hmm. makers and, and money makers. So if you're going to take the, the game to America, take the game to the Middle East, or, or take the game to, to, to Australia, wherever it may be, if there's money to be made, then you can bet your bottom dollar that Celtic and Rangers will be looking at it. How big a concern would there be or should we have of... With the old firm Derby's Andy, there's always that fear of crowd trouble, etc. Would that be a concern if we were to take it further afield? You would have Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Obviously, if whatever country you're taking it to, you would always have to get assurances from their security yeah p- police forces whatever it may be but if it's if you know if it's marketed properly the product as we saw a week couple of weeks ago at Hamden is there yeah uh, and you know there's obviously upheaval uh, in terms of the manager situation at Celtic a new manager is going to come in Celtic are going to strengthen in the summer there's no doubt I think there could be a, a, a you know wholesale clear out there Rangers are going to strengthen in the summer so You've got the potentially four games in the top fight next season with two teams that are undoubtedly going to be stronger than they were on April seventeenth. And the semi final at Hamden was an absolute epic. Well, it was. It was. It, it was. I mean, I think. Um, for various reasons. Yeah, it was. It was a cracking game of football. As we've touched on, Rangers had all the possession. Celtic had, you know, umpteen chances as well. Just think to Lee Griffiths uh, hitting the crossbar. Uh, that almost won it for Celtic. Then you have the drama of the penalty shootout, and if you've got 108 million people around the world <laughs> tuning in for it, then you know it tells you all you need to know about this game and and, and the fascination it holds for so many people around the world. Andy, there was a, a real heartwarming story emerged yesterday with regards to the former Celtic idol Stylian Petrov. Remarkably, at 36, announcing his intention to play top-level football again. Three to four years, 
you know, after being diagnosed with leukemia. Remarkable recovery from that. It, it says so much for him. Stunning news yesterday that he, he wants to play again. Is he an inspirational figure for a lot of people who who have who are sadly maybe going through what he is just now? Others who have come through it. I mean, what a story it would yeah. be if he was to play again. Yeah, as you say, a remarkable story and remarkable bravery. Yep. Uh, on Stillian's part, we saw him. As we spoke to him last week, I should say, down at John Harson's golf day down at Mar Hall. He looked terrific. He looked fit, and it's just as you say, it's such a a heartwarming story to see him putting his hand up and, and, and to also reveal that he's had interest from clubs it's tremendous and he is he's a, a total inspiration for other people who are battling that kind of illness for him to come back and get himself not just in a, a, a kind of shape physically that he could think he could play again but mentally to be able to do that incredible courage we're, I mean in terms of sporting comebacks where do you think oh. that would rate if he was I mean oh it's right I mean it is, it is up there there is absolutely no question and regardless of what level it's at you know I mean let's be honest it'd be difficult to see him walking into a premiership side just now mm. uh, down south if he gets a championship club you know I think Villa have or certainly Petrov had said himself that Villa are looking at the situation monitoring the situation if he was to go back to Aston Villa for example and help them bounce back to the Premiership in one season, then it's up there with the greatest comebacks of all time. I mean, you look at you look at most of the Aston Villa team this season, Andy. I mean, oh. appalling. And I mean, in terms of character, well, I mean, he completely puts them in a shake. Exactly. The rest of them should be taking a long, hard look at themselves. You know, it's such a shame for Villa, a great club, a great fan base. Villa Park itself is one of my favourite grounds in the country. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And if they had somebody, I'll tell you what, if they had somebody like Stan Petrov in the middle of that park, not just in his pomp, but even you know, two or three years after that, you know, he certainly would put them into shade in terms of courage and character and and, and fighting spirit. Never mind anything else, ah. fighting spirit, which Stan Petrov has shown in buckets. Well said, Andy. Well said. Completely echo that. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. <laughs> We come to Saturday's games and Celtic, of course, can officially wrap up the title on Saturday. If they, if they beat Hearts and Aberdeen slip up, five in a row is in the bag for Celtic. But it's not exactly feeling like a glorious celebration for Celtic coming up, potentially. They're, they're stumbling towards the line, Derek, let's be honest. Obviously, drawing at home to, to Ross County last weekend. Um, when you just looked around Celtic Park at the, the attendance or, or lack of attendance we should say I think the Celtic board Peter Lowell in particular were hoping that by announcing Ronnie Dyla uh, was going to leave the club at the end of the season I think he was looking for some sort of reaction not just from the players but from the supporters uh, at the weekend and that didn't happen but it's, it's very difficult to have a go at the supporters because if, if they're been subjected to that kind of performance which they have been on a number of occasions this season, then it's very difficult for the supporters to be anything other than critical of, mm. of their team. There was obviously protests during the game and after the game at Celtic Park, which again highlights the, the, the real strength of feeling uh, amongst the fans just now. But you're right, and crucially for me, Celtic are obviously half past 12 on, on Saturday, so they'll get an opportunity to, to really crank up the, the heat in Aberdeen. But it's time, Castle. Hearts won't want them coming there and you know, putting on a show. It's, it's difficult to say that Celtic will get... Uh, Celtic are going to go over the line. They will eventually go over the line and, and, and secure five in a row. It's difficult to sit here and say with any kind of assurance, Derek, that it's going to happen this Saturday. Had Celtic been at home against Hearts, then 
yeah, I might have fancied him. It is difficult to see Hearts, you know, rolling over and allowing Celtic to turn up and stick three goals past them. You know your football, Andy, you've seen plenty of title-winning teams. Where does this current Celtic side rank in terms of quality for a title winner? In terms of Celtic, it's as poor a Celtic side as I have seen, um, in my, and certainly in my years at the Sun, there's no doubt about that. You know, you think it back to 16 years then. Well, at least. certainly, certainly in my, in my time as a reporter here. Um, beyond that, yeah, you, you could look at it. Even you think back to the, the great Celtic sides that won it in '86, but were, were, were 30 years on from from that, Derek. I mean, they, they had so much character and so so many guys in that side who knew what it meant to represent the club and, and to pull on the jersey and play for the team, play for each other. Touching back on that semi-final, that, that's what struck me. Rangers seemed to have a, an identity to the way they, play, to the way they played the game. Mm. That, it was that high-pressing game, that high-pressing style that they had. And it looked like a real unit. Celtic, for me, looked like a team of individuals, highlighted by the penalty shootout when Mark Warburton got all the Rangers players, backroom staff, subs, guys that were sitting in the stand, Harry Forrester and Wycon, all these guys, and they all stood in a row, linked arms as a unit. Yeah. And you had, you know, maybe 10, 15 yards away from them, you had Ronnie Dyla, John Collins and John Kennedy, all standing as individuals with their arms folded. Good point. So I, I just thought, for me, there you are, it's, it's a team of individuals. What it does do, it highlights... What a missed opportunity this has been for Aberdeen. Yeah, you have to give them credit for, for taking the fight as long as they have. But Aberdeen will look back on this season as being a real missed opportunity for me because this, without a doubt, is the worst Celtic side that I can remember in my time as a, as a Sun reporter. You 16 years, Derek, whatever. There is absolutely no doubt about that. So Aberdeen will look back on this as a real missed opportunity. And, you know, you, you can say, well, well, you know, will Celtic get a result at Tynecastle? Well, Aberdeen get a result at home to Motherwell well, because Motherwell right now look as if they're going to finish fourth. I certainly didn't see them getting a result against Hearts at the weekend. They did. Mark McGee's going back to Petodre. <laughs> you know, there's an edge there for Mark McGee as well. And our chief footballer, Robert Grief, has, you know, revealed today, you know, the, the, the defensive crisis that Ronnie Dyla has for Tynecastle. Yeah. Boyata's out, Charlie. and now Charlie Mulgrew is out. I mean, that, so there's no certainty. You can't see with certainty Celtic will do it. No, they, they don't have their troubles to seek. And somebody like Charlie Mulgrew right now is what I, what I think is what Celtic needs. So a guy that, you know, brought up a Celtic supporter, knows what it's all about, especially going to a place like Tynecastle. If Hearts got an early goal, then you can bet your bottom dollar the Hearts supporters are going to be right on top of them. And this is where Celtic have been found wanting. Yes. You know, when they go a goal behind, they find it extremely difficult to summon that inner strength, that courage to get themselves back into the game. So it's going to be extremely... The, the first goal, as always in these kind of games, Derek, is going to be crucial. If Hearts get it, then there is absolutely no guarantee that Celtic are going to get themselves back on uh, and even keel and see out the game and get the, 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 the win that they need. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. We look at the bottom of the table, Andy. You've got Hamilton Ackies at home to Kilmarnock. Hamilton, a win, that's them yeah. safe. Kilmarnock condemned to a playoff. I, I think that's how it's going to go, Derek. I can't... I, for me, one. yeah, I do. I think I think last weekend that uh, again, you know, we do these predictions for for, uh, for online, and I really thought Dundee United would get would, would get something against Hamilton Ackies last Saturday, but for Hamilton to go up there and record a three-one victory was incredible, and that will just give them, in my opinion, the kick on that they need to see this out. As you say, a result for them against Kilmarnock, they're safe. Kilmarnock for me are heading towards the playoffs. Dundee United, are, 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 there's no doubt they've gone. I, I mean, I, I think I, mean, I think we've all 
highlighted that a couple of months ago, Derek, in various blogs that we all wrote yes. in here that Dundee United were, were gone. Uh, so I do, I fancy Hamilton, I really do. And credit to Martin Canning because he has come under a lot of pressure this season, a lot of criticism as well from his own supporters, working with a, you know, arguably the, you know, I think it's probably the, the tightest budget in the league, trying to blood young talent along the way, taking over from Alec Neal uh, in difficult circumstances when Alec left the club. Tremendous achievement. Kamarnock, for me, haven't been good enough all season. They're heading towards the playoffs, and by by all intents and purposes, if that's where they find themselves, then I would fancy Kamarnock to be playing Championship football next season, that's because I think whoever is involved, be it Falkirk, be it Wraith, be it Hibernian in the playoffs, they will be too strong for Kamarnock. There's a couple of permutations this weekend in terms of points and victories and draws, but I mean, Dundee United go to Dens Park on Monday, the scene of seen the greatest, the greatest moments yeah. in the club's history, yeah. now could be absolutely horrendous for them. Dundee could put them down. Yeah, they've, they've gone. They're, they have gone. Do you think Dundee will finish the job? I think they will. There's no doubt. Hi, yeah. I mean, I think it's the biggest banker of, of the weekend. I know the game's Monday, but I mean, in terms of your, your, your weekend bets, I think it's the biggest banker. There's so much upheaval at Tannadice or so much uncertainty I certainly didn't see Stephen Thompson's revelations coming this week and I think uh, you know fair play to Robert Thompson for getting the story in our paper I just didn't see that I, you know I thought he would go in there and, and do a kind of root and branch clear out in the summer and try and do things his way but the level again you know we touched on the, the protests at Celtic Park at the weekend there was obviously you know far more heated protests outside Tannadice at the weekend and I think that has just Shown Stephen Thompson the, the the depth of feeling you know anti board feeling mixed with Pat Lyon his signings haven't been good enough he hasn't got the response you, you look at I, I, I look at the two comparisons because both clubs kind of change their manager at the same time Motherwell brought in Mark McGee and look at the reaction that Mark McGee was able to get from that and I and I look back to that game I think it was February the sixteenth Motherwell went to Tannadice you know desperate for something equally Dundee United because they were still behind and had Dundee United got something last night Motherwell would have been hauled into a dogfight mm. and Dundee United would have narrowed the gap as it turned out Motherwell up there won 3 nothing. and since then Motherwell's season has gone one way and United's has gone the other they don't have the players the, there is no spirit there is no cohesion there is no unity defensively they have been a shambles all season and I think Dun- I think Dundee could win 3 or, three or 4 I really do. I think it could be that comfortable because it's a derby game. What an incentive for, for, for your greatest rivals to, to, to be the team that condemn you to, to the championship next season. It's going to be a really interesting summer at Tannadice. I don't expect Mixu Patalainen to survive. You know, can can Stephen Thompson find a buyer for Dundee United? I mean, honest to goodness, it's 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 such a it's such an intriguing situation there it's, and it's not it's not done by a long shot there's going to be a lot more ramifications and you feel for the workers behind the scenes mm. at Tannadice because there's going to be a lot of people that are losing their job because financially this is going to hit the United heart Andy excellent opinions as always thanks very much